This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. We're court right now. You'll find holiday gift boxes, and I'm looking at some of these, you know, including things like back porch chocolate and uh, proud Mary coffee and great local wines. And then there's some gift boxes that have all of Zupan's proprietary um, items, like some olive oil in there. Virginia peanuts are fantastic. Their maple syrup is great. Uh, it's a, you know, if you're looking for a general idea to make anybody happy, of course, Zupan's, we've always said, is the place to go when you're shopping for gifts. We're checking in to some lobster rolls, mm. and we're going we're gonna to buy, we checked into what the availability of excellent lobster at Zupan's, and we're going to get some uh, some rolls and make them the split tops and make lobster rolls for uh, Christmas this year. And nice. Uh, so we're going to put them together the uh, on Christmas Day. So I'm excited about that. Also, speaking of lobster and fish, uh, you'll find Jacob and Sons smoke fish now at Zupan's, and we just had Noah Jacob on the podcast. Listen to that podcast, and also go into Zupan's and check out the fine products that Noah and his team are making and distributing through all three Zupan's markets. Where would we find those, Court? That would be West Burnside, Lake Oswego, and... McAdam. Right. And you again, go to the website and check out what's going on and order your holiday meals or sides at zoopans.com. All right, here we are. It's right at the fork. It's the last episode before we start our 10th year of the podcast. And we're so honored to have everybody here with with us. We would like you to share and... um, you know, make a comment on the podcast and subscribe as well. And if you've listened to this podcast religiously or not religiously over the last many years, you will know that one of our favorite guests is Gary Okazaki, also known as Gary the Foodie. And we have, as we've done in the past, I think, we've invited Gary to join us here for the final podcast of the year. And he's here in lieu of court right now. So welcome, Gary. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me on. I do think I'm your most frequent guest. I'm like, am I like Joan Rivers for Johnny Carson? Ooh, that's a dated reference. That is a dated reference. You know, I have the ticket of her first show on the Fox Fox, uh, Network. Like the first show ever. Of hers. Right, did. but it was the first show yeah. ever to air on Fox. Oh, no I way. have ticket number Ooh, I have ticket number 100. Gar- uh, David Lee Roth was her first guest and my bro- and why. my brother at the time was That's David why. Lee Roth's manager. Right. So I have that ticket and I was supposed to fly out and go but I never did. So therefore I still have the ticket. I didn't have to relinquish it. It's somewhere. But that's pretty cool, right? First ever TV show on Fox. Ever. That's crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. So if you do the if you do the research, I'm not lying. Uh, that was before Fox News and Fox Sports. Just Fox, you know, when that was married with children, that was one of the first ones too. So anyway, why did can you re- refresh my memory on how we went down that road so quickly? 
I forgot. Oh, because I'm the most frequent guest. Right. I'm your most frequent guest. Right. You are the most frequent. I'm not even going to look that up. I know it offhand. It's not even close. It's not No, I'm close. guessing the, the next one would be Leaf at three or four. But I'm guessing you're up to eight to ten. Like, no, tw- yeah, no. M- maybe more. Yeah, Fifteen. More. Fifteen, more like 20. twenty. So you used to do a, you know, a little round the round the the restaurant scene with Gary and you're still this is what we're doing right now. We're going to talk about 2020. What what you enjoyed the most? 2022, not 2020. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well we're both in our 60s. You want to You go celebrated back to your 60th birthday this year, am I correct? You are correct. Yeah, so we're both in our 60s now, so we have those little faux pas. Those things happen. Right. And um so we'll talk about 2022 what you are uh, we're most excited about which isn't a secret because you can also no we're not going to tell people where else they can see that and also what you're kind of bummed about one thing that you waited until the end of this podcast to mention no it's fine i didn't know but it happened the news was released today i'm betting you knew it before today no i didn't you didn't is that uh, Feast will be no longer. That wonderful food festival that Mike Thielen and Kerry Welch and Jenny Wang put on and all their team, great team. Oh, and and Emily as well, put put on for years, um, is going to be no longer. So uh, that's very sad news that was just reported in Portland Monthly with Karen Brooks today. How do you feel? I mean, because... well, can I ask? Uh, do you mind if I stand for a sec? In a second, because I think Mike, Mike, and I were pretty honest with each other. I, I had my issues with it. I think I've told you about my issues with it. Yeah. And I, I but I, I appreciated what it did for the city, mm-hmm. and and what it meant for those who attend. And I attended many events. Don't get me wrong. So I'm being a hypocrite. Not until I hooked you up with Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, let me just while we're at it. Not until I hooked you up with Karen Brooks. Uh, well, we were at. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a I kind of facilitated that. I, that. Did, I, did I not try to hide from her? Did I not try to go to the other end of the Right. Uh, and I said to Karen, said, you know, Gary, I, I said, you told me you didn't want to meet her or you didn't want to sit next right. to her. And I said, Karen, do you know Gary over there? And she walked over and that was that. So that was yeah. Levant. There's a restaurant from the past. May of two thousand, May of two thousand, either thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, that goes I, back I there. Anyway, so no, you didn't go to Feast for a while, and you ended up going. But yes, you're right. No, no. Well, that's not true because I went first year. I mean, I had my issues, but I still went. But I, I, that means I got to try it, and I had my issues with it. And Mike and I talked about it. Right. Um, and and you know, maybe Feast wasn't for for me, but it was for a lot, for of, people. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I, I'm sad to see it go. I wanted to see a feast 2022. I wanted to see a feast 2023. I was. I thought we'd see a feast 2023. I. It, it, it is sad. And, you know, Carrie moved away, and maybe that has something to do with it, too. Uh, Carrie and Johnny moved away, so I. I don't know. I. I don't know. Yeah. Am I? Yeah, are you sad? Did you? Uh, I just heard the news. You just gave it to me, so I was sad to hear that it wasn't happening in 2022. uh, But I wasn't surprised. Um, No, I'm sad to hear we'll never have it again because it was like everybody talked about it. It was a big thing in Portland. It it was highlighted what we were kind of famous for, and you know I had the good fortune also to go down to the hot luck, which they had their hand in when it started 
Um, and I went to that first one down there uh, as a guest of Mike's, and I loved it. So I, I'm not big on waiting in line, and I'm, I'm not big. I'm not really not big. I'm standing there with a bamboo plate in my hand trying to eat with a glass of whatever in my other hand. That I find frustrating and difficult, but I just love, I love the party, and it was fun, and you got to see a lot of people. You know, for me, it was a good way to touch base living out here in Manzanita. It was a good way to go there and just touch base with everybody in one fell swoop. So, um, and I, you know, was the food the best ever that you're ever going to have? No, but you got a little taste of what the love that a lot of the chefs put into what they were doing. And, uh, you know, you had a lot of chefs traveling here from all over the, the world and the, con- the country and the world, and they were going to put their best foot forward. They didn't want to serve crappy food and have that be what they were known for. So now I feel bad, and I really like Mike. He's always been c- very kind to me, and he's a hardworking guy. And, of course, Janie and Carrie, sad to see that. You know, they were – I don't know exactly how that – transpired whether she that was an offensive move to Syracuse or a defensive move we'll find that out we'll have them on the podcast to find out but um yeah no I'm sad to hear that now that it's sinking in they will never do that again I don't think anybody I mean maybe somebody will try it somebody's going to try it and then they're going to have a hard time because everybody's going to compare it to feast it depends who tries it and obviously, w- w- what it is. I mean, there was Chef's Week for a few years that Gregory right. Gorday coordinated, along with Drew, uh, Drew and Carrie Kissel. Right. But that wasn't the same it, thing. That wasn't a full-blown festival for days. It, it was. It was a multi-day festival. Right. It was multi-days. But it was, as I remembered, it was generally took place in a few restaurants. It wasn't outside. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, celebrating right. Oregon the sa- in the same way. So it wasn't on the scale, right? The grand scale of feast that's going to be almost impossible. Yeah, I think that'll be hard to pull off, and it's that's very sad. So I give my best to uh, all four Emily, Jenny, Carrie, and Mike, and especially Mike because he's the one who was going to continue with it. Um, uh, and I'd like to, I'll give him a buzz and give him my best, but uh, yeah, that's sad, and uh, you know, it's another pandemic loss not only do we have those little losses every day where things are inconvenient and they don't happen when you think they're going to happen and so many of those things i say well it's a post-pandemic world that's what's happening and there's one more so but you're still your travel has been curtailed post-pandemic how much did how much did the pandemic have to do with that or is it just you're just too tired of doing it you're growing tired i'm just i'm just tired yeah I don't want to see an airport if I can truly help it ever again. Yeah. I did travel a lot last year and it wasn't fun. Right. Once I got to the city, once I got to my hotel, it was fine. But just getting from my house to that hotel was just problematic and a lot of headaches. Just wasn't fun. All right. Well, listen, this was the intro and it sounds a lot like the interview itself. So let's, let's, we're just going to pause right now for our, little commercial messages and we'll be back with gary and court to talk uh to to talk shop right at the fork is brought to you by zupan's markets 
unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest bounty in Portland, West Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ringside Steakhouse. For over 78 years now, Ringside has been providing the best in steaks and has been the home for the beacon of great hospitality in Portland. Now featuring dining in their updated dining room and al fresco in one of the nicest outdoor dining spaces in the city. Make a reservation today at ringsidesteakhouse.com and while you're there, sign up for their mailing list to be the first to find out about the exciting specials and events going on at Portland's beloved Hallmark restaurant, Ringside Steakhouse. We're trying to take, we got a lot of back and forth to do over the past, over the, you know, Saturday and Sunday. So, hoping we'll be okay. Gary, maybe you can give me a ride. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I think we, we crashed within the first two minutes. No, well, are you driving, you're not driving yet or again or still? Uh, yeah, I'm not driving again. Or nor will I ever drive again. Nor will I ever drive. Okay. Again. This explains why you need to spend time in restaurants, because you're not on the road. I am not on the road. <laughs> well, so we have uh, the honor of Court joining us this morning. Yeah. It's, it's nice it's, it's nice seeing Court, but I, every, time we don't, every time I do this, Court seems to be there. I mean, oh, I, I guess he makes sure everything's up and... No, that's this is a special thing for you. I'll let Court speak since he's here. Yeah, no, you, you, uh, Chris is really hitting on something big here. Where um, a majority of the interviews since we've gone remote like this, I, I typically I'm not necessarily needed, but for whatever reason, when Gary's on, I, I ten, tend to be available. And not only that, this is gonna. I don't want to slam other guests because I've enjoyed all of our guests, Chris. But uh, having being in the presence of Gary is great. I, I, I love con- uh, having conversations with Gary. C- could it be because I'm a techno idiot? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no, because if that was the case, he'd be here every time because I'm a techno idiot. Yeah, no, no, our, our systems, our, the system we have now is is fairly flawless. <laughs> but there there are times. In fact, we were experiencing a, a little technical issue on Chris's end this morning. Well, that was a, that was a mental error. That was a user error. But no, it's kind of not a user error because the technical. You know, we used I used to be able to plug the mic into a different spot, and now I have to plug it into this. But at any rate, while we have you, because Court, I think you have to. You're here for most of it. Most or some of the time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna try to stick around as long as I can. But at a certain point, you'll you'll hear me disappear. Okay, I will try not to make a make a big deal right. about it. We'll just we'll just know. Well, can I ask Court a question? May I ask? Court oh, a question? please. Well, we're gonna. I, I want to talk about the, the you know the new things that happened this year, the new restaurants, things like that. And I just wanted to know know from you what. What was your favorite new restaurant or what was your favorite restaurant meal this year? Because you may have to hop off at any time. I just want to ask you up front. All right. And I'm going to have to think about that, Gary, because I wasn't prepared for that. I, oh, I, don't, I, I don't eat 
in restaurants nearly as much as you and mm-hmm. and not nearly as much as as Chris like it, my life having two teenage daughters that are heavily involved with stuff is pretty I, I'm a taxi driver in the evening hours <laughs> and so but um, answer, let me think about answer, it your answer could be interesting because you do have two two kids who are teenagers and yeah and you know maybe the listeners would like to know. I- I know where you've gone, Court. I could tip you off to some ideas, but I know a couple of places you've been. So, uh, and but I don't know if they're your favorite meals, and if you want to say that, yeah, yeah, and and in fact, I I know one one of one of the places Chris's I've been. We probably shouldn't discuss that here because it wasn't a great it wasn't a great experience. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. You were not talking. It can't be ringside. No, it's not yeah, ringside. Definitely not. No, that's that's. I mean, that's you know, it, it ringside. Good, is great. Gary. Was our ringside experience with the Wagyu? Was that this year? Was that two thousand twenty-two? I think it was November. November of two thousand. I think it was November of two thousand twenty-one. Oh, okay. All right. It was very wet. Wet day. Yeah, it was. A, it was kind of a cold, wet day. But okay, well, that was last year, and it was wonderful. I've had the Wagyu since. Um, but no, Court. Give Court a little time to think about that, and he'll come back. I will. Okay. I'm trying to think of my favorite meal. I'll, you can think about it too as we go through this. And yeah, I really, I'm curious because, you know, I, I don't eat as much as I used to. I'm just getting older. I, I go to bed so early these days. I go to bed around 6.30. Oh, I'm in bed by 6.30 and sleeping by 6.00. And 7. then when are you waking up? Come on, man. 6.30? Two, 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 you two can't even see Bewitched. Two, two. Uh, but I can record it yeah, if it's no, on. No. So you're up at TV. two a.m. You said. What are you yeah. doing from two to six? I have breakfast. I I I, I walk a lot at three thirty four a.m. It's great. No one's on the yeah, road. I would imagine yeah. so. But you're not driving, so it doesn't matter. That is correct. But I mean, it just I just like walking, you know, early in the morning because it's it's barren and desolate, and I could just think and listen to my podcasts. Boy, I would like to adjust my hours a little towards that, but I can't. So anyway, well, good well, for you. Do, okay. Do you listen yeah. to this podcast? If I'm on it, or I mean, uh, I, I'm always honest with you, Chris. <laughs> if I see if, if I see a guest that intrigues me, I will listen. <laughs> so, what percentage of our podcasts intrigue you? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, like, did you listen to the one we did recently with Noah from Jacob and Sons? That's awesome, what he's doing. I, I've heard about the place. I've not been yet. And as I'm, as I'm honest, I know I have not listened. Maybe if I go to the place and really like it, I'll yeah. listen. <clears throat> I understand that. So, But thanks for joining us, and um, I'm glad oh, you're, you're going to at least listen to this podcast. By the way, your episodes yeah. do pretty well. So thank you. You know, when it was a choice of three thousand seven hundred eighty-two influencers or you, and you're an influencer. I saw you were referred to as an influencer in the know, Eater right? Roundup this year. How do you feel about being an influencer? I, I, I usually I, I I disdain that that term, but it is what it is, right? Am I? I guess I might be. So I, I, if that's what I am, that's what I am. So I, I don't like I said I don't necessarily like that term, but like I said, maybe I am. 
Yeah, so it doesn't – so so obviously, these are the two terms that piss a lot of people off, foodie, foodie. and influencer, and I, you're both. Yeah, and I'm, but I, I have – I have that word, that first word in my in my Instagram handle name, and I've tried to change it before, and it just you know I always come back to it. Oh, I said you got to stick with it. You got a good, you got a really good following now, and every time you threaten to leave Instagram, you don't. So, well, I'll disable. I, I probably will disable sooner than later, later but I'll always come huh? back. I guess until I don't. All right. Well, while we have court, we should have. I don't know, court. If you have some specific things that i'm going to speak slowly here to let your brain catch up with the thought you have specific things you want to talk to gary about hit hit it while you're here uh i don't necessarily have any specific things that i want to talk to gary about but i did you know did some quick reflecting because again i I don't eat out nearly as much as you guys uh do but i did come up with my my favorite meal my favorite okay. uh, restaurant and it's and it's uh, probably something we should talk about because this place uh wasn't even here for very long uh even though there's uh, a, a bigger heritage i'm talking about lock st jack in lake oswego oh, oh. and that just the the sadness that some great restaurants that were a part of that uh that area over there are, are gone i think like half of half of the things that were over there are now now I, closed I, 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 I want to talk to you both about this. It's, it's on my outline. It has one of the most surprising things of the year. In fact, in the Eater PDX survey, I get asked this kind of a question, what's the most surprising thing of this year? And I said that. I said, I thought Lac St. Jack was just like a shoe-in, no problem, moneymaker, Lake Oswego, St. Jack. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I've ne- I, you know, I don't drive, so I didn't get out there. Do you, either of you know, what do you, what do you surmise? happened regarding why that closed within a year a, like a year and well i i can talk about hearsay i have no firsthand knowledge i did not speak to aaron about it or kurt huffman or anything but i did hear through the grapevine that labor you know we all have they have there's a labor issue out there getting people to work in lake oswego was difficult yeah. because you couldn't get your usual, it was hard to get your usual contingent of Portland front of the house or maybe even back of the house help out there because there's no mass transit to get there. So therefore everybody had to drive and that, that is just what I heard as it might have been one of the factors. Um, but that's what I heard because I was just as surprised as you guys were. I thought, well, that's what I've been lobbying for for years. Get some restaurants out to Southwest. There's, you know, obvious uh, disposable income out there and people like food and don't want to have to drive to Portland. But in fact, I think what might have been the issue was the other way around. People didn't want to drive. They didn't have the means to drive to Lake Oswego. So that may be the case. It may not. But that is just what I heard. And I'm, I, I heard it at the... Uh, I think it was the the Steelport f- event that went on a few months last month um, through the grapevine. So that's my response to that. I never got to go there. I did go to Phil's, and you know we we enjoyed that podcast, but uh, no, didn't get to Lac Saint Jack. Court and, and, and Chris, it, w- was there an issue with parking there? Well, I I can only say this because um, I've you know I I think out of the three of us I I'm the one that currently lives the closest to that area and so I I went over a couple of times and hit uh, a few of those places um, 
you know, there's a Lardo over there. There's a Grasso over there. I went to both of those. I went to Phil's a couple of times. Um, never did actually go to, to get the, the burgers. Cause that was kind of the big change in that, in the evolution of, of Phil's. Um, but I did notice and at, and the food at lock St. Jack was great. Like everything you would expect from, from Aaron and his team, like it was, it was awesome. What threw me off a little bit though, is, is we were there in the summer uh-huh. and then we did their patio seating and it felt like the patio seating was an afterthought in the build out. Like it literally just was kind of out there kind of on the sidewalk. Oh. Um, cars were parking. The parking lot was like literally feet away. And so that felt a little strange. There wasn't any separation um, between, you know, people walking from their cars to where we were eating. Um, and we were kind of at this weird entrance t- towards the kitchen, but um, you know, that's just an observation. I don't think that's, you know, that wouldn't be the reason why what happened happened, but um, I don't, it, it, you know, I, don't, I didn't recall. I've ahead. been to Lardo and Grasa a couple of times into Phil's. I don't recall any parking issues, but you know, okay. Yeah. They've, it, 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 it's, it's kind of, it's one of those weird things where it, it's, it's, I, I'm not a, like, you know, I've, I've been here in, in Oregon 12 years. And one thing I have noticed is that parking in Oregon was, is way much different than it was where, you know, where I grew up, which was in Utah, where there's just an abundance of parking. And I, I, this is where we're moving to. And it's probably a good thing. This idea of, not thinking necessarily always about the driver. Um, so I, I know things that that's how things are getting built out and it's just something you got to get used to. So yeah, to Chris's point, I don't think it was parking was an issue. Um, but it was, it was kind of this, if, if you're familiar with the area, the buildings are kind of built around this parking lot. And so everything, you don't have a view, you you have a view of the parking lot. So, <laughs> okay, which is which is unfortunate because it's a beautiful area and there's so many you know great views in Lake Oswego. The views for all of those restaurants are literally the the parking lot, and so it's just kind of like okay. well, oddly enough, the kitchen at Phil's had a nice view of Boone's Ferry Road. That that was about it. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I you know all the pandemic really changed a lot of the. The game for a lot of people. You know, I recall thinking that Vitaly and uh, the folks who opened up hotel restaurants, Jose, were geniuses. And they were, based on the old calculus. And then the pandemic changed everything. So I I don't know how Lock St. Jack would have done if the pandemic had never happened. But, um, you know, that's – it does – it doesn't seem far-fetched to me that it was hard to get labor out there. It's hard to get labor, period. And then to draw from the pool of people who would work at a place like St. Jack, you're not drawing high school kids in Lake Oswego, right? That's who's there. And the other people that live there aren't going to work for 15 bucks an hour or 18 bucks an hour. Right. And as someone who takes the public transportation, it's very hard for me to get incredibly hard for me to get from Portland to Lake Oswego, whereas going to Beaverton isn't that hard because Max goes to Beaverton and right. Roseboro. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a very I good think point. that might I think that might have been it, and someday we'll check in with Aaron and, and or uh, Kurt to find out what happened out there. But Aaron but, has... And, and, oh, I'm sorry. 
No, I, I was just going to add, I said, I, I can say, you know, and it's not just labor issues at a, at a place like Lac St. Jack. I mean, labor issues at, you know, just your Red Robin and your Applebee's out in that area. Um, and, and I say that because, again, I have teenage daughters and sometimes right. that's where they want to go eat. Right. Um, they're still struggling in terms of just staffing. And so, um, you know, in fact, the the most recent restaurant I went to was a late night trip to Applebee's and waiting for our food was a good hour, which oh you know, is not, not typical for, uh, you know, pre-pandemic Applebee's. Okay. Well, it sounds like we may have a partial answer, if not a whole answer. Yeah. Yeah. And have you, I doubt you've been to an Applebee's in a while, but Gary, that... No, that's... That's the, well. That isn't quite true. Well, no, it, it's kind of true. I, I do go to Cheesecake Factory quite a bit. Not quite a bit. Well, dude, you you're out with Domino's and McDonald's, so it's not embarrassing to say you've been you've been to Applebee's, uh, Pizza Hut now instead of uh, Domino's because I've lost my sweet tooth a little bit. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Who's beeping? Who's dinging? Uh, Sunyong Park. Oh, okay. Tell tell her hello. Gary's Gary's getting some texts. Well, um, okay. Do you mind if we talk about your stuff? My, fa- my favorite new restaurants in Portland. Yeah, this let's year. do that because I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm just gonna uh, present my disclaimer that I just haven't been out to eat as much in Portland. I've been saving oh. my valuable do- dining dollars for my trips to Europe. And I've been out a little in Portland, but they're my right. favorites. And I, I, I can't say I've been to a ton of new places. So I'm just going to, that's my umbrella comment. If something come okay. back, comes back to me, we're here to hear your favorites. We can hear mine every week. Gotcha. Well, I'm gonna start, instead of going from five to one, I'm going to go from one to five. Because we all know there's no, there's no real surprise as to who or as to which restaurant's number one, Court? Do you want to guess? Even though you don't go out, it, you may have a ha- you may have had a hard time to try to get into this restaurant. Do you want to posit a guess as to what the my number one oh, new God. restaurant in Portland would be? I w- based on your clues there, I would have to say your favorite one new restaurant of 2022 has to be Con. You are correct. Yeah, but do you have yes. to disclaim that now- at all? You're really good friends with Gregory. You're, you're absolutely right. And I've been asked, Gary, are you, by other people, can you be objective about Khan? And I say, I think I can because, well, it, I can't be 100% objective because you just don't know, but uh, I, I think I am because I, I, I'm, he always wants to hear my comments, good or bad. And he prefers my bad right. comments. He like needs to know your bad comments. ones. He doesn't. Right. right. And so what, what happened was I, I, went, I went to Khan. On the first seating of friends and family, and he wanted to know what my comment, you know, what the what my comments were, and they were like three pages of issues regarding the restaurant. And so, what one nice thing about from that very first meal there, before even the public got to experience it, to my last meal there last week, I, I've I've seen through eighteen visits the <laughs> the, the the evolution of Khan. And it's it's gratifying to see the improvements that he's made over the last you know four or five months since it officially opened on August fourth, and it's just not me. It, you know, I'm a friend, I love him, but you know, Esquire's 
number one best new restaurant in America. That's never happened to, to a Portland restaurant ever. All right, so I think you know, that's it's fair for me to ask. You just said right. that it has had improvements over the four or five oh, months, and it was named yeah. by Esquire best new restaurant probably before those improvements that yeah. you're talking about. So I, yeah. you know, my question is this, and it's no disrespect to Gregory, right? But how much of the hype? was given to Khan with, you know, everybody loves Gregory and it was the biggest new thing in Portland in a while. But to get best new restaurant in the country, I think it's a fair question to ask you who eats all over the world. Do you think that, I mean, it's great. Yay, Gregory. Great for Portland. Do you think it was, it was a best new restaurant in the, it was people coming across the country. Do you think they're going to have better experiences there than they do in New York or LA or Chicago? The thing, the thing, Chris, is this year I really haven't traveled that much. I traveled a bit. So I, I think I had, of the top 20, I, I can't remember the exact number, of the top 20 on that list, I think I went to five. Yeah, but it doesn't have to, you, you don't have to relate it just to this well, year. You've been all over the place. Well, I, don't, I think it helps. No, I think it helps this right. year. Because Yangban was number two on that list. And I went to Yangban this year. I liked it, but didn't love it. Is would that be my second favorite new restaurant in America? No. In fact, it wasn't my favorite new Korean restaurant it, it, this year in America. Well, actually, Hanchik was better on that trip than Yangban. And I, you know, I like I said, I love Gregory. I told Gregory this as much as I've loved Khan. In, within the last since, uh, there's this restaurant called San Juan, which is number ten on that list. I I love San Juan. I. That's my number. If, if you take the time that San Juan opened up till now, that was my favorite new restaurant in America mm-hmm. that I've eaten at. Okay. Well, and you, well let's no, face I, it. No, what? all of these lists are subjective. Somebody has to right, make a call. Right, right. And so right. that we know. I'm just trying, I'm just, you know, we can't debate what the best new restaurant is among the three of us or even inviting listeners. God forbid we invite listeners to say what they think. But but yeah. I can ask you, based on your experience, whether you thought right. that was absolutely deserved and whether people who are going to fly here from New York thinking, man, I'm going to get a better experience here than I am at, you know, uh, stone bar, you know, wherever a three star. Oh, well, no, you know that's what I'm curious no, but, about. No, but you're you're comparing apples to oranges. This is not you know a three Michelin star experience. I mean, but is is this one of the best new restaurants in America? Yes. Is it in my top two? Well, it, I, top two or three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, there's also Corridor 109, which is the the second best Los Angeles meal I've ever had and worthy of two Michelin stars. It's a pop-up that no one has really ever heard of. It's a pop-up that is just mind-blowing. It was astounding. It could be close to a three Michelin star experience, mm-hmm. actually. And no one's heard of it. And I and I guess if you consider that a new restaurant, even though it's pop-up, that blows everything else away. But Khan's amazing. Khan's, Khan's one of my two favorite restaurants in Portland overall. One of my two favorite restaurants overall. Can you guess what my favorite restaurant in Portland is? Actually, I'm we're interesting things right now. But do you know what my favorite I'm gonna, restaurant I, is? Because I was going to ask you to compare the two, if I'm right, on this is Notoguro. Notoguro's one, Khan's right. two. You're right. So, and I did get, I got to both. Um, and, but the thing is, I'd been to Notoguro in the past, and I'd been to their pop-up that wasn't Notoguro. So I had some some 
basis, a foundation. Con was one experience, and it happened to be the same day that I went to the new Canard in Oregon City. I probably should have spread them out a little bit. But, um, yeah, I need to go back. And, you know, also, it's not inexpensive. It's kind of New Portland, right, with with its prices? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's not a... Although, although it's not that much more expensive than it was before the pandemic. Oh, I'm not talking Notoguro. I'm talking about Khan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but oh, oh but Notoguro's. Yeah, that's that. I think it's fairly expensive. So, you know, you need you need a few bucks to make a reservation there too. So this is this the new. You know, now you're two of your favorite restaurants. If you went out back to back as a couple, you're looking at uh, you know a thousand bucks over a couple of nights, easy. Well, depend. Uh, yeah, I I think that's overstating it a bit for, for me as a single diner i, I wouldn't right well as a couple because i'm cognizant of going oh, yeah. out oh, okay. as a couple yeah, yeah. so you know if it's right. five hundred dollars yeah. and then tip and wine pairings on top of that this yeah. is not the old portland that we're talking about and i'm not no. criticizing them it's just those of us who've gone through the pandemic and got our wallets hit a little bit it's now it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. tough to swallow and to be fair to anybody i've been saying that all along that that everything's going to need to be adjusted to take care of the labor and what's going to happen right. in portland when everything gets so expensive it's not what made portland so cool before which was you could go out and eat for 50 or 60 bucks for two people or less than 100 for a great meal no matter what so that's in that's past. in the past in the, that's that I, you know what? That's not quite in the past because one of my honorable mentions for a new restaurant, I'll say it now, is this place where you can get filled up for fifteen dollars, totally filled up. Even me, I got filled up for fifteen dollars. For again, we're skipping around a little bit. One of my favorite new restaurants in Portland is an honorable mention, Fortune Barbecue Noodle House on Eighty Second. I got the, uh, the 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 roast duck and the barbecue pork with a bunch of rice. $15. All right, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, you gotta get the well, you get the roast pork too, but get the barbecue pork and the roast duck on 87. All right, North DC Fortune Barbecue Noodle House. Court, maybe that's where we should do our annual right at the fork meeting. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm I'm totally yeah, down. I think we should do that. The so let's include Gary. Let's include Gary. He can give us some his. Gary uh, doesn't. Can, I don't know about you, but Gary doesn't like uh, to eat with me. I'll I'll go with the three. <laughs> well, we See, might Chris, we might include if Chris means Renee. I'm there. All right. Well, then I <laughs> no, I didn't no, know no, that no, it I'll takes go. Renee to get you to eat with me. No, I'll, I'll go with the two of you if you want to go to Fortune Barbecue. Have you met Randy Court's wife? I'm sure I'll love her. Oh yeah, you'll well you surely love love her more than Court. Now yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think we got the wrong guys on this podcast. It should be Randy and Renee. We should do that, Court. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, all right, cool. So, yeah. So, hey, Chris, I, I, let, let, me, let me just say this because this is actually where I, I need to bid everybody adieu. Okay. So, oh, so Gary, Court, great talking to you. I, I thought you were going to give us a French, recommend, French restaurant recommendation with that adieu. Well, it would have been the Lac St. Jack. Oh, you already did. You did. All right. Good. Thanks, Court. All right. Merry Christmas, Court. I thought we were going to kind of do an intro here. Maybe Gary and I will do the intro and we'll we'll plop it down from later earlier. Let's do that. All right. Perfect. All right. See you guys. Okay. Bye. All right. So so 
we were still talking about Khan. And the, the, the one thing I want to say, I know the, the problem with it being called the number one best in restaurant in America, you just, it's almost impossible to live up to that height. Yeah, no, that's a pro- I would think that's good and it's bad for, for Gregory and the restaurant. I mean, there's nothing, it's great. And his PR team is probably delighted by it all. But yeah, the, the hype is there. It's kind of like, not to go here. We don't want to go here yet, but it's like if the Mets don't win the World Series now, then, you know, they're a failure, right? So right. same right. thing. Uh, well, yeah, but it's – it's. I, I love that restaurant. It's my favorite new restaurant in Portland. It's one of my favorite new restaurants that's opened up in Portland in a, in a few years. I mean, yeah, I'm just – I'm really happy with it. I think it will continue to improve and get better. And I do think, believe, I mean, when the James Beard Foundation Awards are handed out next year, I think Gregory will be the best chef for Northwest. And I think he's the favorite. You're going to sh- maybe you shake here a little bit. And I, but I think he's the favorite for uh, best new restaurant in America. And there's only one other chef or restaurant that's ever earned a national, a national James Beard Award. There have been, you know, the regional awards, best chef Northwest. But only one chef has ever won a national James Beard chef or a restaurant award. Do you know Gabriel. who that is? You are correct. Do you know what category? Yes, it was Rising Star. You nailed it. You That's thought you always you love to trip me up, and you, you thought I wasn't going to get it. I th- I didn't think you'd get it. I thought you I thought you get Gabriel. I just didn't think you'd get. The yeah, category. no, 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 no. See, that was the heart of when I was really in the thick of uh, it. So no, I knew that, and I you know I've, I'm well aware of that. So. Um, and here's the thing. I, if you were to ask me my favorite meal in Portland this year, it was, it yeah. was, uh, Canard, the new, and I've been there a couple of times. Oh. Um, okay. I love that. Now, I'd love to go to Con with you, especially if you're fit, footing the bill, but I'd love to go and order what, order <laughs> what you order. Um, and, you know, have a nice experience there with you. I've only been there once. And uh, so I think it's only fair to judge something going on more than once. So I liked it. And I, I will say this. I, I thought it was the prettiest restaurant that I've been to in a long time in Portland that I can think of. It had the nicest tableware uh, imaginable. The staff was very friendly. And the food, to me, was good. Now, I don't think the spices were really my flavors. But um, okay. But I, you know, I've always loved Gregory's food. And, you know, years ago when I used to go to Departure once in a while, I would think, oh, my God, I got to go here more often. This is great. I just haven't, you know, I need to do that at Con and go more than once with four people. So um, anyway. Well, okay. I I mean, everyone talks about Con. Now, I have my second favorite new restaurant in portland you, you may or may not have heard of it's called cafe Audi. i've heard of it yes okay from taylor manning and siobhan spirits and i th- they do what they do well they do as good as almost anyone in portland for example the pastries are the best we had siobhan on the podcast good. You liar. Yes, we have. Not not since she's really? opened Cafe Oli at her oh, old oh, spot. Oh, 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 what okay. I can't I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um but anyway, we had Siobhan. I've met Siobhan. She's great. You know what? It, you two should you should have Taylor and Siobhan yeah. on maybe. No, I will. And yeah. I I gotta write that down. 
where's the pen? No, no, I will. I'll, I'll get that happening. The pastries are amazing. It's my fifth favorite pizza place in town. Number five. Number five. Can we quickly Number just five. do it? Uh, if you said fifth, let's go one, two, three, four, five pizza without a lot of conversation. Just let us know. Okay. Five is Cafe Ali. Okay. Four is Scotty's. Okay. Three. Three is Lovely's 50-50. Right. Two is uh, Ken's Artisan Pizza. Okay, above Lovely's. Very interesting. They're really close. Two and three can be interchangeable. Because I went to both a couple of times this summer just to see. Number one is the Slam Dunk. Number one is the Pizza Schultz. Okay, that's a. I like that list. Is is um, is Ken still as good without Ken there? Uh, most definitely. Uh, Vincent Crone is running the kitchen, and it's absolutely fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Oh, right good. Now. I and that's why I have a slightly ahead of Lovelies because I thought the pizzas at Ken's were more on point this summer than. Lovelies, but I still love Lovelies. Lovelies is still amazing. Yeah, and I have to say, if anybody has not seen the Chef's Table episode, you know, the pizza season, um, that with Lovelies 50-50, that is a beautiful episode, and she's wonderful. And um, so I wrote Sarah to say that um, I can't imagine how cool it would have been after putting your heart and soul into that place for so long to see it photographed so beautifully and enjoy the fruits of her labors by seeing it visually and then know that that's being put out to the world for them to see. I just, that I think that was remarkable and I really enjoyed it because it was so well done. And, and it, I, I don't know, what did you think, Gary? I think it captured what she does beautifully. Oh, most definitely. And it, it was the first time any Portland chef has been on a chef's table episode, which is a great honor. And I'm sure Sarah was flattered by that. But it was it's it's amazing. I mean, this is, you know, people like Alain Passard and Enrique Lovera and Virgilio Martinez were some of the chefs on chef's table episodes. And Dominique Crenn, you know, it, it, these are the world's greatest chefs. And so, you know, I, I was just pleased that Sarah could be on it. Yeah, now that was cool. Someday soon they'll do another, we hope. I want, who do you think it might be? If they had to do one, it's got to be Gregory, right? That's what you're going to say. I would, I, I well, would how about so. Ryan and Elena? That is a pretty good uh, at, at Notoguro. <laughs> you know what? You know, actually, you're right, Chris. That actually would be a, a fun one to do because, you know, I spend time with them, so I see how they work on a daily basis. So that actually would be a genius move for – uh, chef's table to make a, a move like that is to, is to follow Elena. Yeah, right, because right. they're what they do is so um, precious, and and I say that in a positive way. It's so precious right. and it's so beautiful, and it, there's so much thought put into every little thing. Not that it isn't, you know, with Gregory, of course, but it would be a it would be a really pretty episode. So um, cool. it just the restaurant itself is more intimate. It would be a more intimate episode. Right, and Ryan is such an artisan, and his his work 
is close to, if not flawless, which is one reason why I think it's my favorite restaurant in Portland. And it's hard to compare what Gregory does at Khan to what Ryan does at Noto because, you know, Gregory serves two to 300 pe- diners a night, whereas Ryan serves 13. Right. There are challenges on each side. I get yeah. that. But Ryan touches everything that goes out to the kitchen, uh, to, 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 like, from the kitchen to the diners. Right. And Gregory can't do right. that. And it, it's, I mean, we're lucky to have Noto since I do think it's one of the top Japanese restaurants in America right now. I, and that feels proud. well. I also love those two too. They're my, they're, right. you know, they're my some of my favorite people, and I don't know them as well as you at all. But uh, I just have had the occasion to spend a little time with them at a table a couple of times, and um, yeah, they're really, really talented folks. So got to get there soon. Return of Notre Girl was one of my topics I want to discuss, but we just discussed that. So I'm just happy that Ryan and Elena are back. And when they told me they were thinking about doing to coming back, I said, you know, I just couldn't be happier. And then they showed me the space before they signed the lease. And I thought, how can you make this work? And when I, when I, and I saw, I didn't go there as often as I did with Khan just to see the, the, you know, the, 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 the involvement of the restaurant because with Ryan Lane, they did it very oh, quickly. Yeah. Gregory took months and months and months. But uh, and then I, when I walked in for my first dinner at Nota Girl, it was I couldn't believe the what Elena did with that space, how she converted it to what it is today versus what it was when I walked in. You know, that first day before they signed the lease. How long did it go from lease to serving? Oh God, it was such a short turnaround. I want to say two months. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. Uh, so on to my third favorite new restaurant in Portland, Oregon, and this is Gabiano's. Really, in the, uh, the in the Alberta district. Nice. That, such a fun so, place. So what fun. kind of dishes have you enjoyed there a lot? Is it authentic? Uh, is it southern? Red sauce. It's red sauce. So it's southern Italian. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite thing is something that I can't get enough of. And it's sim- It's something so simple, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, well, that, that's it, why spaghetti and meatballs has been around forever. Right? And the thing is, you talked about the cost of um, food in Portland, which is understandable given inflation, blah, blah, blah. But there's there's a when they first started, it was $21 for spaghetti and meatballs. I think it's either 23 or 24 right now. But I, I could just have that dish and be happy mm-hmm. and be on my way as a single diner. Do you know where the, Do you exactly. know where their bread comes from? That's that was my dad used to say. You'll know a restaurant from its bread. I'll, I'll tell. You, interestingly enough, the bread comes from Cafe Olive. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, and switching back to Cafe Olive, they make really amazing bread, and the breakfast sandwich is the, maybe the best I've ever had. The one with the house made sausage patty. It's a breakfast sandwich, bread along with the pastries and pizza at Cafe Olive. Um, but yeah, Gabianos uses a Cafe Ali's bread. Nice. So, uh, how many have we done now? Have we done five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five? We done one, two, three, and then the fourth one is in a space that you're very familiar with. Who who who? It was owned by one of your. It was leased by one of your friends, and it's taken over by someone you had mentioned earlier in the pod, and that's Aaron Barnett in the old Jose Chase's space of the one eighty. Churros, right. Space. Heavenly creatures, a wine mm-hmm. bar. 
And Food from Aaron and Matt Meyer. And Joel Gunderson is partners with Aaron. He does all the wines. And the food, I love the food. Yellowtail, uh, yellowtail on toast, there's an egg dish, scallops. It's just a, a fantastic wine bar, fantastic wine bar. I'm not a wine drinker, so I don't really go there for the wine. I've only gone once. Well, it's even better yeah. if the, you like it for something. You can get great wine. I mean, I'm, I know Joel must do a good job, and he's a guy I need to have on this podcast too. Oh, most yeah. definitely. So, um, but the fact that the food is good enough, you know, for you to get, go there just for that—that's fantastic. We really have bars with some of the best food I've ever had in a bar setting in the world. So, but I, when I go to bars like in London or Paris, or I don't normally eat the food. So, I, it's, but it is what it is. I mean, we have expatriate, we have Scotch Lodge, we have Heavenly Creatures. Uh, so th- there's some really good bar food out there in Portland. So any, all of you listeners, just just go go to these places and not just drink, but eat the food. Well, it's what for those for the uninitiated. And correct me if I'm wrong, because it's not like I check into this all the time. But we have a law in this state where, or Portland, I don't know, is it the, is it the municipality or the state? To have a bar, you need to have food. You can't right, just right. have a you bar. So, right. and because of that, once you decide to serve food, it can't suck because you'll never make it in Portland with shitty food and great drinks. Right. Right, 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 right. So that is a, it's a good law for, for those who like good food because uh, the bar is pretty high, no pun intended, I swear, I just said it, but the, uh, the bar is pretty high and people have to attain it so to, to even be discussed or thought of. We're very fortunate. We yeah. are. So I, I'd like to take a little break here to, for a commercial okay. message. And then I want to come back and talk about how very fortunate we are post-pandemic in Portland. Your thoughts on the city now as a food city versus 2019. So let's do that, and we'll be right back. Hey, Chris, let's pause just a moment to talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. And one of our favorite places to think about the holidays as well. If you're short on ideas, and even if you're not short on ideas, if you're long on ideas, here's a great idea. Ringside has a special offer on dining cards. So when you purchase $300 in Ringside gift cards, you get an extra $50 you can use for yourself. Or if you're going to go... If you're going to go long and go with $500 in gift cards, you get $100 in bonus. So that's a pretty good bonus. If you're getting gifts for people, then you get to go to ringside yourself, saving $100. Yeah, if there ever was a time for you to pick up those gift cards, we always, uh, well, we recommend any time of the year, but this is the great way to you know help yourself out as well. Also, don't forget, Primetime Monday is back. Leave the cooking to ringside and enjoy their three-course prime rib Monday night, which includes uh, you get your appetizer, you get the entree, which is, of course, delicious prime rib, uh, Yorkshire pudding. Uh, then you get the dessert with the creme brulee. That's every Monday night at Ringside Steakhouse. I love that Yorkshire pudding. I go in and uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but sometimes I've gone in and asked for that a la carte. So... Um 
It's great. And speaking of prime rib, if you can't go in, or even if you can enjoy the uh, three-course prime rib dinner, you can enjoy prime rib for Christmas, courtesy of Ringside, at, uh, at home. Prime rib dinner for six. You pre-order on their website now, and you pick it up December 23rd. Includes a half a prime rib, everything else you need, including mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, bread, and caramel apple pie. So you order that now at ringsidesteakhouse.com, and that is your Christmas. No fuss, no muss, and delicious. Very nice, and don't forget, while you're on the website, look at the gift card opportunity there, and make those reservations. You can also make those reservations for your holiday get-togethers on the Open Table app. All right, we're here with Gary Okazaki. Better known as Gary the Foodie, if he, you know, if he allows us to, to know him that way, and we do know him that way. So Gary was just going through his one, two, three, four, five, and my math indicates we have one more to go, and then we, we're going to talk about Portland as a food city. Go ahead, Gary. Number five is a restaurant that opened up very recently called Kiki Ba on Northeast, or it's on 82nd, and it's from... Manny Lopez, who used to be the chef at Angel Food and Fun. And before that, he was at Blue Hours as a sous chef for many years. And he's got that fine dining-ish background that he brought to Angel Food and Fun. And for whatever reason, that he left there. And he's been gone for a few years. And surprisingly, he ends up at a new restaurant, which he now owns, called Kiki Ba. How do you spell that? And do you know? K I uh hi uh comma I K I B A A I I can't even spell that when you're telling me how to spell it. I know, right? <laughs> even I had problems. I had to spell it over and over. Well, again. you know, pe- people can then, if they want to make it easy, just Google Manny Lopez. Correct. Uh, Benny Lopez. Oh, Benny or Manny? Uh, Manny. Ben, that's Manny. what I said. Yeah, Manny. Yeah, Manny Lopez. Right. Yeah, Manny Lopez, Chef yeah. Portland, and you'll find him. Right, but K I apostrophe I K I B A A. Really, pretty easy once you right. look at it. And so he 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 does this turkey and sausage dish called Rihanna Negro and Rihanna uh, Blanco. One's uh, black and one's white, and so with a black sauce and a white sauce. And he also does amazing uh, burritos. I had a asada burrito, menudo, panuchos. All of it was fantastic. So if you loved Angel Food and Fun, and if you don't know who or what Angel Food and Fun is, go to 82nd, go to this family-owned restaurant, and support Manny Lopez. Fantastic. Have you been to, I always hesitate to ask, but it's probably not a dangerous thing to ask you this when you don't know the answer. Have you been to Loro Romero's new pop-up? It's funny you the should carnitas? ask. The uh, Well, that was one of the things that I had as one of my favorite things I've eaten this year on my list. It was, um, he's got clandestino, which is his pop-up, and he does like a carnitas takeout. Uh, so you go in, you, you get like a kilo or a, or a half a kilo of carnitas. And a friend and I went and did that about two months ago. And it, it was, I can't deny 
that it wasn't cheap, and but it, it was when I saw when I saw the price, I blanched a little. But once I ate it, I said, "Okay, it was worth it." I can't do. Well, this, every this is week. the former chef from Republica, so you know that was got and partner. Pardon me, and partner. And, and partner, partner right? Chef. So he was a partner. But I mean, that was that was last year's con, or two years ago's con. Everybody was talking about right. that. So, uh, so he's very talented, and he's a good guy. And um, yeah, I've been curious about that. What, so, do you remember what the what, how much it costs to do a little meal kit? How much? Uh, two point two kilos. Guess how much? And it had all the accompaniments of Kuchermont. Guess how much? Uh, two point two kilos. What is that? The equivalent? Oh, of- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. One kilo, two point two pounds. Okay, that helps. Two point two pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say, and it comes with all the stuff, right? Yeah. I'm gonna say a hundred. Yeah. Oh, thank God! I thought you'd go really low. Then I look like an idiot. It was um, eighty-eight. Okay, well, I was close. Yeah, you went over. Thank you for. Well, over. I'm just, you know, I'm assuming you already said it was expensive, so I know. Yeah. But I mean, a good meal. It was so two point two pounds. You can you so can get four meals out of that, three meals out of that. More, more than if you're a single person, if you're just one person doing it, I would say you can do five, right. four or five right meals out of it. So yeah, well, I, I had. Well, those. I know I know it'd be delicious, so that's good. I just saw he's doing a pop up. He's doing a, a New Year's Eve collaboration at Dame with Patrick. Well, here's well here's here's another. More information regarding clandestino. Last night, I went to the clandestino pop-up, and it's at Little Dame in the old ripe beast space. He's there Mondays through Wednesdays. Not He hopes every week from here on out. Mondays through Wednesdays starting at 5.30 p.m., and it's uh, a la carte menu. See? I didn't even know that was the Little Dame space, the old beast space. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, Jane Smith renamed it Little Dame. Oh, nice. And, and I had the skirt steak asada last night. I had carne tartara. Um, we had the whole uh, striped bass, uh, Zaran Diado. I'm just happy that he's back in the kitchen in a more formal setting. And it's a la carte. Uh, yeah. Laura Good O'Hara. to know. Monday through Wednesday right now, but we'll check in and we should probably have Jane on the podcast. Never done that. That would be a g- She would love it. I think she would love it. She would be uh very vo- she's very uh she's incredibly bright and she had you I think you'd like to hear her thoughts on what were the in- restaurant industry. Oh yeah, for sure cuz she's right gone now. through a lot and tried a lot of different right. things and uh been through a partner and so um yeah, I would be curious to to chat with her. Put her down on my list. Gary, you're always a wealth of podcast guest information. You last time you helped out a lot. So I should just ask you more often than waiting to have you on the podcast and and doing it here. But um Anyway, so let's talk about your thoughts on the Portland food world um, compared to 2019. I, you know, I've realized I'm a little down on it, but it's also because I don't get out as much as I used to. So um, I, I don't feel like the places that I was used to going that top of mind are there any longer. Most of them or some of them. 
And a lot of the places are newer, and I just haven't. I guess I get frustrated because I feel out of it. I don't know some of the places because I, you know, let's face it, I'm living in Manzanita, and I think there was no better place to spend the pandemic. That's for sure. And uh, I get in when I can now. And we're no longer recording the podcast in Portland, which is what I used to use as my catalyst for getting out once a week to two or three places. I don't have that anymore. So that's not important about me, but I'm curious about your uh, thoughts on how this, if this is still a premier food destination. And by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying, I know you were frustrated with it years ago. You were kind of like, I'm tired of this. Um, Are you tired of it again? Or is it, is it, has it invigorated itself? That's an incredibly good question that I don't, really i I hope i'll try to answer it i i don't get out as much as i used to either i feel covid took a lot out of me too i'm just older i'm more tired i don't want to go out at night i hate going out when it's dark so i maybe i'm in your boat in a bit a bit but i do go out i mean i I can't deny that i go out probably more than 98 percent of people out there Uh, yeah sure i was i mean when, when you're in paris when you're in Paris one week and in Tokyo the next, eating at the best restaurants in the world, it skews your perception mm-hmm. of, of, of what food is. And unless you do that, you, you shouldn't criticize me for being, for me stating my opinions. And it's just my opinions. If you think this is, if you think Portland has the greatest French food in the world and not Paris, fine. If you think Portland has the best Chinese food as opposed to like Hong Kong or Macau, fine. But you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I, because, I, I, because I've actually eaten here more in Portland than I used to when I was traveling, it, it, it's, it's, I'm sure it's changed my perception a little bit. But yeah, the, the, there's been – listen, people who hate me and want to at me, I, I understand. Guess what? There was COVID. Guess what? There's inflation. Guess what? There's staff shortages. I understand that. And I actually, I think Portland has done a really good job throughout all of this. And I, I, and I know it's hard. Like, I, I really loved Ripe, Ripe Cooperative. I'm, Naomi's Ripe Cooperative. I, just fantastic uh, uh, um, pastas. Uh, 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 was it a Dungeons Crab Roll that I really liked, too? Good super solid salads and she she can survive i mean we lost we, we're losing really good restaurants i mean castagna whether it's permanent or temporary who knows that was no no girl was gone for two years up until like two months ago right. whole fast is gone i mean I, of course restaurants are going to close during during any year but we we lost a number of really good restaurants that that I miss, and I still think Portland punches above its weight. That's what I said back then. I, I mean, I, I feel I still think we're around the twenty eighth largest city in the nation, give or take one or two spots, and we have a top ten food city, closer to ten than five, but still a top ten food city. And the restaurants I. The new restaurants that I that I listed the the five were I considered just really 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 solid good restaurants, whether they're in Portland or other cities. Right. So what I th- I think what used to make it 
a bit a large ingredient in making it what it was was that it's so it was so approachable it for in two ways cost wise you could go and really do so much for not much and secondly and i can't speak to this the way i do now but when i first moved here and for the first 10 years you could you got to know the people in the food business that's how i started this podcast that's how i started portland food adventures there was the chefs were all approachable and they were really nice i don't know if they're not approachable now but you're not important. I mean, it's hard for you to do. I mean, because you're really not important, so you can't. Well, really- no, but I still go out. But I, but yes, the key is I'm not out as much, so the opportunities aren't there as much to to do it. But I'm I'm asking you. I'm not telling you. Are the chefs as approachable? I know it's more expensive than it was. Not every place you can still eat pretty well for not much, but I know everything's more expensive. So the second part of that is are the chefs like you know adam sappington i used to go to the country cat i didn't know who he was and he just started a conversation with me vitaly was so nice to me jason french who i think is is he back in the business now it looks like it um i heard i heard he was behind the food at pacific State. right so um yeah so i don't know if that's still the case and i'm older and i'm less I'm less in awe than I used to be, right? <laughs> so, and and to your point, um, I spend two months out of the country in Spain and in Italy, so I'm eating some pretty good food. So, there's that. And I even said earlier that's where I'm choosing to spend my, whatever disposable dollars I have while I'm over there. I want to get a taste of that. So anyway, that's yeah. Uh, it, the thing is, I've traveled enough over the during the pandemic to know that it the the, the cost of restaurants, the food at restaurants, has gone up. Portland is no different than any, any other major city around the country, and it is more expensive. There's there's no doubt about it, and there's a reason for it, and. Restaurant. Some restaurateurs even now say, even what we're charging right now, we're barely. That's yeah. I know it's going to have to go up again. It's going to, and 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 I it's I I mean, yeah. It's just it's so expensive. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, relative to other cities, it was always less expensive. So it's catching up now. But um, you know, it's. But I think it means that some people that you know it's. It's kind of like the income disparity. Some of the people are able to enjoy that without a problem. Others, I have to tell you, for me, I have to think twice now before I'm going out for a hundred dollar meal for two people. It's just something I didn't have to do before. It's very rare that it would get there, and now it's getting to two hundred and five hundred. So that's why I have yes. to think twice. So there's this. I won't mention the restaurant's name. Two of my friends went there for dinner, did a tasting, a, a fairly reasonable priced tasting menu that was $135. But when you add the wine pairing and tip and a cocktail, that's $600 for two yep. people. You could get on a plane and go somewhere and have a McDonald's and come back. So, yeah. um, and, and that's why I mentioned earlier in the podcast a place like uh, Fortune Barbecue Noodle House in 82nd, where you can get. Uh, a dish, uh, barbecue pork and roast duck for fifteen dollars with rice, be filled up for lunch or dinner, 
and put a 20% tip or whatever you want to add. And there's, you know, 18 to $20 right there. Right. Uh, Kikiba, you can get a, a, a very, a very unique, uh, a burrito asada for $10. Right. Well, I'm and, sure a lot of carts, you can do that too, right? I don't know about carts anymore, Chris. You go, you go to a cart, look at those prices. And, and again, once again, I'm not saying charge what you can charge, but it's, it's not what it used to be. Right. But we'll never, and their costs, the restaurant owners and food cart owners costs have gone up exponentially. And they're, and they're, uh, just what they have to do to be a, a cart now is crazy. Right. I mean, the constant, Licensing. well, and the constant vandalism that doesn't end. Oh, that too. You know, and it's not easy to show up when your front door has been pried open and then you got to deal with that. And how are you going to lock it that night? Those sorts of situations, too. So I don't uh, envy anyone in that position. And I feel I feel that everybody should support as much as they can all the restaurants because they're all going through the, some of those same issues they didn't have before. So not only is labor more expensive, but just maintenance is more expensive, as you can call that, or saving something thing is you know i don't know i you know what i want to ask you because there are a couple of listeners okay. i know who are going to expect me to ask this question okay. so you know tipping in a food cart is one thing i just want your quick take on you go out and get a, a donut and a cup of coffee and then you think and then you go oh you know what i that t-shirt looks pretty cool over there let me have that t-shirt now they turn the square around and there's an option for 20% or maybe 15, but 20%, 25 or 30%. And your t-shirt is on there too. What's your opinion of, of the tip? Are you kidding? No, this is not, this is not even close in my head. I'm figuring out what 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 the cost was without the T-shirt. Right. And then I, I'm not tipping. Are you kidding? I'm not tipping on a right, T-shirt. Right, but okay. So still, you someone hands you a donut and a cup of coffee. Do you feel that uh, you want to? I'm get coming around to it on the percentage because it's really not that much. It's a buck or two, but they're getting the same right. percentage that someone at a nice restaurant who's doing giving you full service is getting. I, my personal feeling is raise the price of all your of your coffee and your donuts twenty percent and put a little sign up that said service is covered. Enjoy your day. That that's what Cafe Ollie does. It's included. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. It's just just and but the thing is, you know, it, everyone does it differently. And a couple of weeks ago, I'll go to an unnamed restaurant, and I got the bill. I was with two friends, and I I I didn't read it very carefully, and. The total included the tip. I didn't realize it included the tip. So I tipped Top. on the total that included the tip. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I tipped 30% off of a bill that was $100 that was already had the tip That in was it. already a- 82 up to 100 So you tipped. Yeah. So I get it. And here's the thing. I under. It was my fault. It was my fault, by the way. Yeah, no, but you, but here's where it's not your fault. It's, it is your fault, but it's the way it is. But here's the thing. I would prefer not to have to think so hard to do their job for them. So I'd rather not have to look at a tip line on the simple stuff. And, uh, where did I see one recently at a grocery store or something? There was a tip line. I don't know, but no. Oh, oh, I did. See, I did see a tip line. At a grocery yeah. Store. So I, I just w- wish I did. A very popular Listen, grocery I, store. I know. I know that, um, I know that 
restaurants need help and they need support and I'm all for tipping and I like to think I'm a pretty good tipper usually on the you know start at 20 and go to 25 and you know I got a girlfriend there so I'm not necessarily going to 30 the way I did when I was a single guy and I was one person but um, I know that, but on the other hand, I just really don't want to have to think with people behind me, that tip line on a $7 purchase, do it, well, let me see, what about, so I just, it's just, I should shut up and just do it, but I really feel like the same situation with you, every place is different, and you have to walk a little minefield when the check comes to figure it out these days. And I'll tell you regarding what I get. I, when I go to Starbucks, because I do go to Starbucks, because I just go to Starbucks to get my points. So here's the deal: I get hot chocolate, and they make me hot. They make the hot chocolate for me. Obviously, it's not a drip coffee. Right. So I do tip a dollar off the four dollar and five cent. Hot yeah, chocolate. and that's that's fine. Listen, I have no problem with it. I just when you're given the option of twenty, twenty five, or thirty percent for that. I'm just like, okay, well, 20 might be okay, but I'm tired of thinking about it. I would much rather they just say, you. and I'm people, are, I know I've heard, from, it's the only complaint I've got on this podcast is, Chris, you talk about tipping too much. But I just think it's part of the whole dining equation. And re- listen, restaurateurs tried for a while to go to the European model. It didn't work. I wish it would work. It would just be easier. But no, but some are doing. Some are still doing it, and that's you have to be. And like Cafe Alley, you know what they do? At least when I get my pastries, I go out pay for the pastries. They always say, "Oh, tips included. Don't worry about it." No, well, that's they, they that's. Tip. I have to go there because I like that. Everyone for instance, the other day I went to a fast casual, and I I the restaurant, and the bill was about sixty dollars. Right, so. Uh, the tip on that would be 15 somewhere in that area for me. You leave a $15 tip for, for them to hand you a, a, whatever it is to take back to your table. And then they deliver the soup with no spoon. Oh, you don't even get that service. I have to get up, let my soup get cold and go wander around. Excuse me. Can I get a spoon here? You know, for uh, you'll understand it because you've dined around the world. You don't want to have to get up to get a spoon, especially when you're paying for it. I'm less. Uh, I, it doesn't bother me as much. As <laughs> this 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 example doesn't. It just I'm okay. Well, I just it causes me to think yeah. about it. Boy, I am an old. I'm the old get off my lawn guy. I know now. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry, anybody who's listening to this. I just asked the question, and I do consider it, at least my girlfriend considers when I bitch it, it's a little bit like Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's kind of a Larry David thing. I'm just trying to call attention to something that can be absurd. You know, one of my favorite scenes ever in there is when he is at a Starbucks, and when he orders the um, vanilla bullshit, he just says, I'll have that whatever vanilla bullshit thing you have. And then it comes time to tip and he, the person turns around as he's about to put the dollar or whatever he's putting in the tip jar. He says, yeah. are you watching? Can you see that the tip is going in? Because he wanted credit for it. I love that scene. It's pretty hilarious. So I did. I do remember that scene. Yeah, so. All right. Where were we? What, what else do you have there? Um, a- anything? I know in Eater they covered the places you were most disappointed about, which you said you indicated was ripe closing. Status closures, yeah, ripe. But there, there were other, clo- but there are closures everywhere. Right. Yeah, 
but I was, I was very sad about about ripe cooperative closing because that that space was also the B space. Mm-hmm. So there's memories of that space. And I was at that space last night at the clandestino pop up. Lots of space, but it's not. But it's not Naomi's space anymore. Obviously, yeah. Have you been to uh, the restaurant? Yeah, I know you probably have, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. The place that's in the old Blue Hour spot, Jansen. J- no, Jonkan. Jonkan, as in Jonkan Paul. Right. Uh, I I have not. Okay, there's a place you haven't been. You got to get on it, Gary. Are, are rumors okay to talk about or not? I wouldn't say anything I, I, negative I right now. It's just open. Okay. If you have something okay. to say, let's just leave it at that. No. I, I'm curious. Okay. I want to go there because, listen, for okay. me, and you and I have had this discussion, atmosphere, decor is right. – is a big, I think it's a bigger part for me than it is for you. So okay. when I have, when I'm surrounded by a pleasant, when I'm surrounded by pleasant surroundings and it's, you know, out of my house, it's, it's not, it is about the food for sure. I, I think I know pretty good food, but I really like, you know, nice space too. So one of the reasons oh, I love con, I thought I kept talking about how beautiful it was. You know what? What I'm really excited about this year is that it's going to be a fine dining restaurant in Portland, Oregon. Uh, yes, and I know what you're talking about. Um, go. Okay, it's it's in the Ritz Carlton on the 20th right, floor. Right, right, right. You're bringing we're bringing in chef, a chef from outside. A chef named pa- uh, Pedro Almeida from Portugal, mm-hmm. and he he was at Midori in a resort, and Midori he helped Midori get a Michelin star when he was running the kitchen. So he's in Portland now getting ready to open whatever the restaurant is going to be called. And hope I hope it'll be by the summer, if not earlier. I, was, I thought it might be Japanese because that's what he did at Midori. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds like based on the Eater PDX piece that Brooke Jackson Glidden did, that it, it's not going to be Japanese. And I, I'm just I read where it's going to be kind of a Northwest, you know. To, yeah. So it, it's kind yeah. of got to be in, in that. People are coming from around the world, and then of course, there's some high-end apartments there too. If you want to move close, I know Terry Sprague of Lux Forbes, who's selling all the luxury uh, residences there. So he's the guy, Terry. Terry Sprague, give him a call; he'll help you. So you can just. You know, you'll be one of the special guys who can just pick up your phone, uh, the phone in your in your bathroom. Just pick up the phone and say, okay. "I'd like to go dine today." Also, Han is going to be there, right? His, uh, the food hall. He's coordinating the food hall. Downstairs. He's coordinating it. I think so. I don't. Maybe that's the wrong word to use, but it seemed. That oh, way. that's very cool. Well, he knows a lot of people, so some cool people will end up in there. I would imagine. So, that's cool. That's Kim Jong Grillin. For those who don't know, when I said Han, who we were talking about, Han Lee Wang. So, um, uh, what else you got, Gary? We're also. Hey, are you going to do some traveling next year? Do you, what? Where are your trips planned? I I'm retired, man. No no travels as a really. Yeah, I'm just going to stay at home and sit on my couch and watch hockey. Yeah, oh, watch hockey. All right, so yeah. um, I saw you posted about Disfrutar the other day, and I'm sorry we never got to hook up in Barcelona because uh, that city is probably, I know, second best to Portland in terms of going out to dine. However, that was pre-pandemic, too. A lot of the good places have closed since I was there. So, um 
Yeah, I'd like to hook up with you in some city. And there, you don't have to worry about being seen with me. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows you. Uh, well, you're going to have to go. Uh, you, I mean, you have to, you have to come and watch the Avalanche with me because I'm not going to any city anytime soon. I'm, this might be it. I might be, like, retired. Right Are now. you still thinking of moving out of Portland? Uh, not right now. I'm too, I'm too lazy, too tired. Okay. So you won't do that. Okay. I was excited to see where you were going to end up and I always doubted you were going to do it anyway. So I don't know. Vancouver, Washington sounds good. I'd like to go to the... That's not moving. Well, it would be... Yeah, it would be getting a moving van. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to go to the waterfront maybe, but right now there are no grocery stores on the waterfront for some unknown reason. How stupid is that? Interesting. We're on the waterfront. That new development? You know, the whole waterfront... In Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, Vancouver. But it's just there's these new big new places, condos, apartments right on the waterfront, and there literally is no grocery store within. Yeah, but everything delivers now. I know. I I want to go to the grocery store. Yeah. All right. Where's Whole Foods? Whole Foods, go out there, please. Yeah, or we maybe we can get a zoo pants out there. Okay. I yeah. That would be nice. There's a sponsor. Yeah. Well, no, they're all. It's also good food too. So. on the high side, there's no doubt about that, but everything, everything's okay. gone up. So as we've discussed. All right. So are we at the point when we can just touch on, uh, the New York Mets for a minute? Not the Atlanta Braves, the New York Mets. Can we talk about the baseball for a second? Because this is where we're going to lose half the people, at least if we haven't lost them already at the, at yeah, the, we put at a, the we tipping, put at, at the, the tipping. So, um, I, I like I like the you know what I like the Korea Korea signing I, thirteen years you know over three hundred million I, he, his he'll I think his battle aged fairly well he doesn't have in general a lot of power to begin with his his OPS plus is around one twenty nine which makes him twenty nine percent above an average major leaguer I just think as a 38, 39, 40 year old. Be a, maybe a, a, he's good defensively right now. I'm sure he'll, great. He's actually great defensively right now. He'll make he'll make a great defensive first baseman. He can DH. I, 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 I and his AAV is lower because they extended out that contract. I like that sign. Yeah, I I love the fact that I sent my cousin in San Francisco the news when he was signing with them over a week ago, and he was excited about that. And then he sent me back at. Six in the morning, the news that no, San Francisco wasn't getting him, that the Mets were getting him. I like it for the fact that it was, you know, it's been nice to be a Met fan this winter in the last two seasons as opposed to the previous 15. So um, it's going to be fun. And, and I think, I, I like the Verlander, the Verlander shirts, I granted they're really old. If they if they start every single game next year, that's not good because they're gonna. I think they'll get tired by the playoff time. But, but regardless, you know they're probably paying them a combined ninety million dollars a year. But those are short term contracts. Within three years, both of them probably won't be with the Mets, and the, you know Cohen will have another hundred million dollars or two hundred. Whatever you want to spend, another hundred million right. just off the books. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be great. Phillies are spending money. Trey Turner, a great signing for the I Phillies. I know, I saw that. That's why I'm I, glad the Mets Bra- got Correa. So it's one, tit for tat here. 
Braves are probably going to finish third in that division. Uh, you never know. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the fun thing about yeah. baseball. Like we had the the same conversation yeah. halfway through the season last year, and you were predicting. You so just, you never, just know. never know. Anything could happen. All right, that's enough baseball. I just want wanted to make sure we touched on it uh, before we finished our time. Senga, get... Senga's a good signing too. Senga's a good signing oh, too. Five for seventy five. Very exciting signing. Um, there's a lot there to be excited about. Um, you know, I was sad they were losing Bassett too, and too. and, and oh, yeah. to lose Taiwan Walker to the Phillies was not uh, a pleasant thing. But we we have enough to make up for it. We're okay. But you know, the, the thing with the Mets, they had so many free agents. It was gonna ha- It was bound. The money was gonna flow because they had to replace them. So. Um, and you overpay for Nimmo, but I, again, he's, he's 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 a hometown I favorite. Like they had to sign him. I Everybody like, loves him. I like that. I, I like. Yeah. Him. What do you he's, do? He's a good guy. All right, Gary. So um, you're not traveling in 2023. So oh, well, I should ask what you're looking forward to in 2023. Some new places. Ritz Carlton, Pedro Almeida. That's it. I'm really excited about that. All place. right. You're go- that's, that's all I know you're about. You're going to focus all of it on that. All right. Well, we already mentioned well, that. Well, people tell me what, what new places are going to open next year. Then I can say, oh, I'm excited or I'm not excited. But right now, that's all I know about it. And I'm excited. Hey, listen. It. How do you find out about everything? I know you're connected and you know a lot of people <laughs> in the industry. But I mean, holy shit. You're the first one in the door. When any place opens, I used to be. Well, you care about being first in the in. I used to. I don't care anymore. I used to. I'd be literally the first in the door. I sometimes I do it. It, Gabianos, I was the third person through the door opening night. Third person through. Someone beat me. So, I I I used to do it a a lot. I I very rarely do it. I'm just too too old, too tired. I don't like going out. But so when you did it, why did you care so much? I don't know. I just weren't. One of those things, you know, it's bad. I don't, I don't want to say it's a badge of honor because there's no honor in it, but I liked it. I no, it's cool to, to think oh, yeah. I was the first one there. So first at Avia. Yeah, so I was the first at Avia. I had the, uh, I had occasion and it was pure luck. I was driving up Hawthorne way back when and just said, isn't uh, Trent Pierce opening a restaurant? And I looked at, I did a Google search back in the day and there it was, Finn, it was opening that day and I was there at 10 of 5. So I walked right in. I was the first one in the door there. And I always thought that was pretty cool that I was the first one. And also, we did restaurant openings too, right? So uh, yeah, Ox and Tasty and Alder. I was always happy about that. We didn't really do the opening of Wafu, but we kind of did i don't know if i could call that that was trent's place where else uh, well i i was at the op- i was at the opening of wafu and then i we we texted each other that night right because you asked about it and i was the first one through the door of finn because i did friends and family because joan invite joan the owner invited me oh in, so you so. were in before me you took my you wanted to take my my glory away right there that's all i had uh-huh. so i got one more that i'm gonna ask you to guess where I did with Portland Food Adventures. We did the first meal ever. You were probably there first because I was there at a media thing before. But the first one where they served a meal, I'm going to give you a couple of Jeopardy seconds to guess it, and then we'll move on. And we already said Ox. Right. right? Ox was awesome. I don't, I, I can't. No, this you're, is You're going to feel bad this about this, so you don't know. What, what Coquine. is it? We did the first meal there. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You would know, obviously, 
was that you told me about cocaine too i'm sure but anyway no they were very i you know i'm very honored and i'm humbled that they would be so kind as to do that so um they did it yeah because they were doing the pop they were doing the pop-ups around town and that, so i told you about the pop-ups right yeah. but this was the first one okay. at their space and then we did tasty and daughters when they opened i'm trying to remember i know there were others but that, those were the ones that it's been a long time that come to mind, but uh, I kind of miss those. I haven't done a Portland Food Adventures event since before the the pandemic. the um, the pandemic, and I'm just trying to. I don't, I don't know if that it's the right time right now. We'll see. All right, Gary. Thank you. If I do a raft trip on the Snake River, that's your thing. You're going to come out and do a raft trip with uh, Jonathan or that Leaf. Is, that is. The last place <laughs> you'll see me outdoors in a You don't want to fish, huh? My father fished every day when he wasn't farming, and I went. went I went out with him once in my life. So we had my we, uh, Brett Burmeister of Home a Bar. He came with us on the fishing trip, and was his father was an avid fisherman, having a place out in the Halem, but he'd never really fished, and he was very uh-huh. emotional about being able to go fishing and be a success at it. So that that was oh. fun. But I'm going to take that out, and then I'm going to thank you. Gary, uh, thanks so much, man. We have to go. So if you're around more often, I'd love to catch at least a meal or two with you in 2023. We haven't been out in a while. So, so let's do that. All right, Gary, thanks. Have a fantastic – you celebrate Christmas. Can I say it? All right, yeah. have a fantastic yeah. Christmas. You too. And a wonderful new year. I'm going to be up at, have you ever been to Victoria, BC? I'm going to be at Don Me next week doing some dim sum. I, I What's I your opinion of that? Well, see, you asked me if I've been there, but when I, when I was there, I was in high school. Oh, all right. Well, that's, that, was, that was only 10 years ago. So, <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right